Hi friends, Jesse J here. <laughs> and I have my son Michael today. Hola. We are, when I asked Michael what he wanted to talk about, he said... Gay stuff. Yep. <laughs> and if you didn't hear that, he said gay stuff. Gay stuff. Um, and so we've narrowed it down to uh, Michael wanting to talk about growing up in a... In religious household. Both of them. Well, having religious families in a religious household. Uh, and what that was like growing up gay in the closet and now out of the closet. And even how it feels now, honestly. Because you would think it would be different. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so, one of the things that stands out to me was a day that you and I had a conversation and it had something to do with Dewan and going to church. This is prior to you coming out. And um, you had said something about Dewan not wanting to go to a church that said that he was going to hell because of his choice. And you can't see my my air quotes of the word choice in this context. So backstory with my side of the religious piece, I am what's defined as a cradle Catholic, meaning that I, my family, my parents were Catholic. We were baptized within a few months of being born. We had our first communion, like we went to church on Sundays. It was just sort of like a, this is what life is. There isn't a choice in it. Like that's just the way that it has been um, until I got older for sure. Cause I'd say like in your, like in you growing up, we went to church, but we didn't go to church like. Every Sunday. Yes, like I went to church when I was a kid. I was it never was really good at it. On and off. Yeah. Cause like we we would have like periods. We would have periods where we did indeed go to church every Sunday for like a month, maybe two months straight, and then it would like trickle down. So it'd be like you'd be like every month. I mean every Sunday, and then like every other Sunday, and then probably like, like once a month, and then it would like pick back up. It was just kind of like a repeated cycle, probably until like I got to high school, and then it kind of like stopped being so heavy. But then I also know when you started to go to church, still, I still, I wouldn't. Yes. Sometimes. I stopped making you go because I did acknowledge that, like, the, the, the difficulty of what I was always taught growing up versus what I believe to be true in my own heart. And so I think, like, kind of, Zaheem and I had kind of talked about that a little bit, just like what you're taught your whole life, it becomes very different when the reality of that is your child and you see. So like I was always, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say always taught because we didn't really talk about people being gay when I was a kid. I didn't experience it. I didn't see it. Of course you see it, but I didn't see it within the context of anyone I knew personally very closely. I remember my friend, her mom was gay, but that was really it. Nobody really ever talked about it around us or anything. But I distinctly remember you being very young and just always, me just sort of always knowing. Yeah, so for context, I technically didn't come out until like late high school. Yeah, I don't even remember. I remember the day because it was the day I traumatized Malik. Yeah, and Malik, hey girl, if you're listening, <laughs> we always talk about this. But both ways that both of my parents found out was through no, Malik. It no, wasn't, Malik did not tell me. He didn't tell you, but it started a ripple effect. It did because I was like, when Malik came out to me, I was like. I remember going to you and just being like, I mean, do you have anything you need to tell me today? Like, let's just go. And then me yeah. and Malik both was crying in the room together afterwards. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, I remember Malik coming up <laughs> and saying, 
Jesse wants to talk to you or something like that. And he was crying. And I, I was like, about what? He was like, I just can't have to I was like, oh, my gosh. So I know now. She could have said something to me. And literally, all you said the moment I said that, I will never forget it was, so your brother just came out to me. Do you have anything you want to say? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, so you're saying you know. So, I mean, at this point. I mean, any parent who says that they didn't know, I would I would like to have a conversation with yeah. because there is, I mean, there is just no way. There's just no way. Unless you're one of those like hyper masculine gay boys. Yes, yes, that is true. And for the record, I was not. No, you kind of always teetered a line. Like you always have had a feminine energy about you, but you would always like help do the dirty work so to speak that usually boys handle like bring this carry this do that you'd be out in the yard working with your nana like all of those types of things you would still do which is very different than Malik very different Malik is very even when she was younger even though and I say she but Malik's a boy anyways um but even when she was younger, it was very much, like, very feminine all the time. Except when she was around certain family members, then she would act very, she would try to act, like, more masculine mm-hmm. and talk about girls and, like, being attracted to them and all that stuff. But, like, the real Malik, at the end of the day, was always very feminine and flamboyant. Yeah. Kind of a vibe. I re I... In thinking about religion, I can say that what I was always taught, I felt very, uh, I can't think of the word I want to use, but it would be like when I would have to say things to you, I always felt like it was because I was obligated to say it to you versus what I actually felt. Like it didn't, it felt like the things that I was having to say didn't feel in line with what I actually felt. And that, that's kind of where my, and I've shared this with my mom and that's probably about it, but like where I have had a hard time with the Catholic faith specifically is in that idea that you can't be gay and like that it's, it's in the Bible and it's in this. And then the verses people use, I'm like, I don't really think that's what it means. And I, I, I have a really, really, really hard time in that very specific thing. I think that that's the first thing that's ever challenged my belief in my faith and in my religion. And I do still feel very strongly about, I oppose what, what that is like, what? Yeah. And I think that that, that makes it a challenge because also, you know, when it's like, when you're talking about things, you're talking about getting married or you're talking about this or you're talking about that it just feels when you're sharing it with certain people it feels like you're saying something wrong or you're doing something wrong even even what I'm just saying I'm probably not saying everything I would normally say if I didn't think there would be people who would listen to this that will highly oppose what I say and I do want to say to bounce off of that before I say what I'm about to say is that I know some of my family might listen to this my, like, like your side of the family, love y'all down, okay? But I would not be holding back <laughs> uh, what I have to say. And I, I want to make sure that before I even start talking about it, like getting deep into it, is that I don't want anything to come across as offensive or as a personal attack towards any of you guys. Um, and I'll, I'll try not to say names, but when I when I talk about the situation, you'll know who you are. Um, and I don't want to... To offend or hurt anybody but it's just my experience and I just want people to be aware that like other people feel this way but some people just won't say it because they're afraid to hurt their family members and like yeah I just don't want to hurt nobody's feelings but I still want to be very transparent and let like people know like <sighs> this is the reality of the situation just be cautious or aware and don't get your feelings hurt if you do invite people to certain things and they don't do certain things yes and then to bounce into what I'm about to say, like... Wait, up, hold one second. Okay. What I was going to say is, to what you just said, like, I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to be honest. 
that a lot of times people think honesty is to be hurtful. Like, Mm -hmm. because you're being honest to me, you're trying to hurt my feelings. But the reality of it is, is the truth is what comes from love. Mm -hmm. Like, when we are honest to people, it means we love them. It means I love you enough to tell you the truth, even if it might be uncomfortable, even if it might hurt your feelings a little bit. I want to tell you the truth because I love you and I want you to know how this makes me feel. Yeah. Because I think that that's very different than somebody who's just like, I don't care how you feel. I'm going to tell you how Mm -hmm. it is and you're going to deal with it. Like, that's not the place it's coming from. It's coming from a place of because I love you, I want you to know this is how it feels. Yeah. And I felt like like this podcast specifically would have, like, is the best place that I can, you know, get it out because I'm like, I can say it and then when they listen to it, like, we can have a further conversation into the topic if that's what they want to do. And I am fully open to doing that. So maybe they can get a better understanding or, like, just want to know more or see, like, whatever the case may be. Um, But, yeah. It's all love. I promise. I love every last one of them. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. Um, But this is the first thing that came to my mind just because it just happened yesterday, which is my papa's funeral. Um, and I don't want to say I was uncomfortable going into the church because I was not uncomfortable because I knew I was going in with a reason and a purpose, okay? Um, but there was a underlying sense of, like, I don't, unwelcomeness, like, just walking into it. And it's so sad to say because I know, like, the church is supposed to be a place, like, where you're very welcomed and you should be loved by all and, like, not judged at all. But when, you know, what they say about gay people, and not everybody says that, but, like, even I remember one specific time that you had a conversation with, I think, two separate priests. And one priest said that we weren't going to go to hell, and the other one said that we were. Like, even two people who study the exact same thing have different opinions. So how do I know that the priest that's in there right now is going to see me a certain way, either good or bad? And it kind of just felt a little, uh. And then I know when we, like, at the end, it's like the bread and the wine. And, like, I just never get up anymore. Just mm-hmm. because I feel like it's disrespectful to people who are religious. Because then I feel like I'm faking it. And then I don't feel like that's right to them. Um, but it's just, it's hard walking into church or any religious space. Because you never know how someone feels about you. Yeah. And sometimes... Because it's not like they're coming up to you and being like, you realize you're going to hell, sir. Like, no one's actually doing Mm -hmm. that. And people, you do say, like, sometimes, like, like, like they'll say, like, like, words hurt more than just silence. But silence, in my opinion, if you're really going to be silent about it, means, like, full nothing. I don't even know that you feel a certain way. And just because you're not saying anything doesn't mean that your looks aren't saying more than your words ever could. Yeah. And sometimes that's how it feels like going into a church just because people know, especially with like sometimes how I dress like at the wake. You couldn't tell me that people didn't know that I was automatically gay from what I had on. And it's like you can tell for sure like that some people that I grew up with, we would make eye contact and it was very clear that like they didn't want to come up and speak to me. And I was, am I feeling about it a little bit? And then I was just like, you know what? I'd prefer you to stay away versus fake it in my face and knowing that that's not the authentic situation. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, don't make a face. Yeah. Even as you're saying that, I'm angered because I feel like literally if if that's... Let me find the right way to say what I'm thinking. But... The, the reasons that people have, like, for me, I just feel like, why does that matter to you? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean you. But, like, if I'm looking at you a certain way, and I'm like, I don't like that he's gay, because guess what that means? Why does it matter to you so much? Yeah. Because, especially if you're not somebody who's intertwined in my life, then really your opinion doesn't matter anyway. So why does what I'm doing matter to you? Because your opinion of what I do really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So why do I bother you so much? 
the main way that I notice it, and I've, I've noticed it for a while, me and Malik both always talk about it, and I won't speak on her side, but I'll speak on my side, is that, like, cousins that we've grown up with who are, like, older than us, like, basically cousins that you grew up with and that me growing up, like, I used to go over to houses, hang out with their kids, or, like, we would go to a family event, and it would be, like, all of us, like, playing Beyblades or Pokemon or whatever we were playing, and then, like, they would still, like, make an effort to come say hi to me as a child, and then I, like, I can very clearly see, like, growing up now, the women of the married couples usually don't have any of that, like, I don't want to speak to you, I don't want to give you a hug vibe. I've always been a hugger, and everybody in my family knows that. I'm not a handshaker. I only ever do that if it's someone who I've usually just never given a hug to. And, like, sometimes I can see when I'm walking up to people and I'm having a conversation with their wives, who are my cousins, and obviously they're my cousin as well, they will either back away or you can visibly see the uncomfortableness in their body language when I'm sitting there having a conversation. And it's just like, for what? Just because, I, just because I am who I am makes you feel uncomfortable, which is absurd to me specifically because I'm not doing anything to you. Mm -hmm. I'm just being the exact same kid you always knew. Mm -hmm. You just now know a different piece of information. There's not one person on this planet Earth that can say I act any different than I did when I was a child to now. Correct. I feel like I have always act, I've always had that feminine side of me for sure and I've always had a little bit of masculinity in me as well mm -hmm. and I feel like when I just grew up I just grew up. That's just yeah. how I've always been. I've always played with Barbies when I was a kid. I'll never forget Love You Man Pam that when when she snuck me out in the back and handed me a cute little pocket sized Barbie like I've always been that kid growing up and I'm the exact same way now and so I find it very interesting that like at that age you were able to accept like accept me and like show that you cared that I was family when I was a child but now that I'm grown up you act differently now that's not Aunt Pam I just want to clarify no 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 no, no. that's yes. not Aunt Pam I'm saying I'm yeah. just saying the Aunt Pam I want to clarify that... for people who maybe yeah. followed your train of thought and it mm -hmm. sounded as if you were completing Aunt Pam, Aunt Pam. no yes she was the one. If any, if anybody was the least homophobic in my family that I knew from my from that little baby age to now, is Aunt Pam. She literally was so lovingly awkward as she usually is when mm -hmm. she even like found out that I came out. Like she's amazing, but that was for like everybody else who acts different. You know who you are. Don't look like you don't know who you are. Because you know who you are if you're listening to this podcast. You know exactly I'm talking about you. And if you thought I was talking about you, and even if I wasn't, then you should probably do some self-reflecting. Yeah. Well, I think they should anyway. Because, again, it's why does what I'm doing bother you so much? Because even, even if we think the things like, okay, I'm not trying to hug you because I like you. You're family. So don't, please don't yeah. take my gay hug as a hug of, I'm somehow going to be attracted to you because I'm hugging you. Because I do know, like, masculine energy does feel like, you know, you're, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then beyond that, it's like, it's, it's difficult because sometimes our presence just makes people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's gay, not gay, any of that. Yeah. Sometimes just my energy bothers someone else and reminding myself that there it doesn't matter that should that can't matter to me yeah. I then I d definitely remember telling you that growing up because I've known you were gay for a very long time mm -hmm. and I remember you would come home because kids were like giving you a hard time and I would always say to you like do you love that person like do you genuinely care for that person well no and I'm like well then their opinion doesn't actually matter yeah and I think that's that's the hardest part for me specifically is like because like that is my mindset like exactly what you said like do I love you do I care for you no and no okay then I really don't care about your opinion I'm not gonna waste my time arguing with you battling you or even confronting you on a situation just because there's no point yeah and like I said I think it's that's the hardest part about it is because like some of those people that I love and still do love even though I can very clearly sense I'm not gonna say their hate but their uncomfortableness or unwillingness to even like show that like we're still family I still appreciate you that hurts more because like growing up like I, I mess with you a lot I would come over I would always make sure I gave you a hug 
I hung out with your kids all the time. I used to go over your house mm-hmm. all the time, spend the night. We used to make cookies, hang out with your dogs, etc., etc. And you were very welcoming. And then, like, the flip is just so hard to just be like, okay, I can understand their reasoning. And I know it's because of religious reasons. And if it's not because of religious reasons, that makes it even worse for me because then it's just like you're truly just not accepting me for your own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And I want everybody to understand that even if your reason is religious, I will not say that it's bogus because I don't want to downplay your religion. But at the exact same time, if your religion is going to be a little hit, no tea, no shade. But if your religion makes you uncomfortable to love another individual where the entire like compass of your religion is to love all and not judge anybody, and if by your religion you are telling yourself, I cannot love you, I cannot get to know you, I cannot appreciate you as much as I used to because you are a certain way, that is no religion that I want to follow. Mm-hmm. And you are someone that I will never really want to express my love, gratitude, or even speak to when I see you again. Because that is just so hard and baffling for me to even, like, think about. Yeah. Have you ever said anything or thought about saying anything? Not that it's your job to fix people's point of view, right? Because it's much like racism. Like, it's not... Mm -hmm. It's on those that are racist to fix it, not the people who are being judged against. Yeah. Um, but have you ever thought about saying like, I have a question for you. I notice this happening when I'm around and I used to admire you and look up to you and felt like you were my family and now it doesn't feel that way. I honestly haven't. Um, it's more so, I feel like because it's, it's just been something that I've done for a very, very long time that it's just kind of like when I notice that I pull back myself. And then it is typically me being in my feelings about it all the time because it's just like literally just since growing up, that's how it's always been. I've always yeah. faced discrimination, even outside of being gay. I've, I've faced discrimination on both sides of my family, I feel like. Um, it's either, even outside of family, friends, cousins, whatever. It's just from being mixed. Which people think these people just got it all lovey-dovey and cutesy-cutesy. No, they don't. And I'm absolutely not going to downplay like people who are black and especially like my husband who is a black dark-skinned man have it literally the worst out of a lot of people mm-hmm. anybody who's dark-skinned and black but I want people to understand that there is still heavy discrimination just from being mixed because you don't feel welcome anywhere you go mm-hmm. I don't feel welcome on my dad's side of the family because I'm white and they don't like white people I don't feel welcome not like my immediate family but I have had someone in my immediate family who I will not say who I have felt racism from because I'm mixed but they saw me as black and so it's a very hard place to feel welcome anywhere you go and then when you act gay on top of it it's just like everywhere mm-hmm. because it's not accepted in any community and it just doesn't feel like a place that I want to continue to go to Mm-hmm. Like if someone's hosting an event, no, I don't want to go there because I'm going to feel uncomfortable. Especially when it is someone in my family who is heavily religious and they host events and I love them and I go for them. But then everybody sometimes looks at me funny when I distance myself from the like community of people who was at the event because they don't understand. Maybe they feel uncomfortable because of this specific reason because everybody here is heavily religious mm-hmm. and maybe they might feel comfortable like just be- not because we're saying something but just from our presence and knowing that our religion and our viewpoints does not accept this thing that they are mm-hmm. and so it's really hard to even want to go to some of those things that my family has and this is speaking for immediate family that I love and they host these beautiful things and it's like I love you I love your kids I want to go to support you but then I also go and then I feel like I'm distant the entire time because I don't feel welcome and it's not because you're doing anything specifically it's just the environment well it's the it's the knowing yeah it's kind of like if I know that you're Catholic then the assumption then becomes 
that you don't like gay people. Yeah. And it's sad. It is really, really Not that really you don't sad. like, because to be clear, agree. it's that they believe that... Yeah, we're going to go to hell. Yes. And it's like, once again... And I don't even know if that's a, all the correct terms, yeah. because I'm, you know... And it's, I don't know, I think that it's never intentional, for sure. I don't ever think that anybody in my family intentionally goes out of their way to make me feel uncomfortable or Malik for that matter like when we go to their events or anything like that but it's just it's just knowing and it's it sucks that that's our first response is to automatically assume the worst and think negative about yeah. when we go places oh we can't wear this I talk to this with Malik a lot like when we're going over certain family members homes and Malik is like oh I really want to wear this this is really cute but I don't want to because I don't want to feel uncomfortable because they're going to make faces, they're going to say something, or they might not say something, but they're definitely going to show in their body language that they're just like, oh, really? That's what you chose to wear to this? Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it's just sad. Because like, at a young age, you're kind of just programmed to think that way. And it's really, really hard to get out of. It is. Because also, reminding yourself, like, it, like, those types of things I feel like happen anyway. Like, they happen if somebody is overweight and wearing clothes that they, air quotes, shouldn't be wearing mm -hmm. that makes people uncomfortable or somebody's got too much cleavage or somebody has this. Like, those are things that people experience as well. But I feel like, in my opinion, there's a difference between, um, I kind of feel like this also with race. Like, there's a very distinct difference between you don't like some of the things I do, right? What I wear or whatever but there's a difference between that and that but you don't like or approve of who I am mm -hmm. and that's two very different things and I feel like this to me is like you don't like or you don't approve of who I am and anyone who has been in your family who is in your family knows has known since you were very young. There is not a person I've ever met in my life that knows you that was like, what? Mm -hmm. I'm so shocked. Like, nobody. So the fact that it makes anyone uncomfortable is odd to me. Just because it's like, you've, you've, had, you've had enough time to accept this. Mm -hmm. And also, I mean, I guess, I don't know, like, in the scheme of sin, if that's actually a sin, in the scheme of it, there are worse things that can happen. Yeah. There are worse, there are, there are people who kill people. There are people who do terrible things to young children. There are, I mean, there are just, there are so many other things. Like, I feel like if we want to save the world, that's the places that we go. Yeah. We well, don't start with, attacking people mm -hmm. for who they love and you know we can say choose but it's it's not a choice it's definitely not i wish it was because if it was and me and dominique talk about this all the time if it wasn't choice i would not choose it i yeah. promise yeah because what what benefit what benefit comes from it none besides what? attention right because obviously it brings attention mm -hmm. but it doesn't bring the kind of attention usually I guess sometimes it does but it doesn't bring the type of attention where you're like give me more yeah. of that type of attention uh, I think that personally like me and you even butt heads early on about like the whole religious I'll never forget that we had I wouldn't say a heated argument but a heavy debate if mm -hmm. you will um late at night like driving home about religion and we were just on very different sides and what's crazy is i was still heavily religious like heavily in the sense of i, I like i didn't even question there was god there was devil there's heaven hell sins etc etc until it was i think my sophomore year of high school and i had a teacher who was atheist and he never stepped it down everybody's throats but he would be open about his beliefs and he started talking about Christianity um, like Islamic religion is it Islam Islamic something of the nature okay cool 
and just started talking about a bunch of religions and how they have similarities and differences and like just opened my mind to different things that I've never thought about because all I knew was Christianity Mm -hmm. and then um when he just started talking about it I just kind of started thinking of like the the inconsistencies that the Bible has and how certain things just didn't make sense with like things they would say earlier on and then things that was that they would say later on was just like this just doesn't make sense and then of course you have an internal conflict with yourself because by then I knew and then it's like well I don't it was two parts it was I don't want to follow somebody who or a religion that is going to say that I'm gonna go to hell just for me doing something that I cannot control and then the other part was if all sins are created equal why is my sin worse than lying yeah. or judging another individual and you can forgive somebody for that but because of this one you you like it's it, it's you can't forgive it and my biggest thing is like you just said it's not a choice yeah nobody I guarantee you not one single human being on this earth who was religious would choose to be gay because that goes against what they believe and what they've always been taught and why would they choose something for a temporary enjoyment quote unquote to live life and love men and sleep with men or women or whatever and then for the rest of eternity you're burning in hell for something that was just a fun summer like no nobody would ever choose that yeah and so it was just at that time I really started to question it because I was just like how can I follow somebody or how can people I love be so um, would blindly accept something so hateful to a community that cannot control something that their religion sees as a sin if that makes sense yes I I know what you're trying to say I don't know if I followed it in this moment exactly (laughs) but I do know what you were trying to say and I do I do want to say that that's something that has I'm not going to say it's changed my viewpoint I mean it's definitely changed my viewpoint in the sense that I don't like I don't believe that you're going to hell Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know that I ever believed that before if that makes sense like I don't know that if I don't know that I've ever thought that even as a child, like yeah. when people thought it, I don't know that I just like bought into it. Like, yeah, totally. You know. And then my biggest thing <clears throat> is I'm not saying don't be religious because like believe in what you want to believe in. But if you feel a certain way, in the sense of like, like you, for instance, if you you feel like gay people are not gonna go to hell because it's clearly just it's not a choice. Yeah. I, I genuinely think I don't think I know that I was born this way. Since I could even think about the concept of attraction, it was never females, not one time. Um, then why would you? For the people that do, why would you sit so quiet? when certain other people in your religion spread so much hate towards somebody else. Yeah. And the one of the main like construct pillars of your religion is to not spread hate. Yes. And to love all. Yes. But when somebody disagrees with being gay or thinks it is it's a sin or whatever <clears throat> like and if you believe that 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 is not the case that, that we're not going to go to hell like you just not gonna say anything about it it doesn't make it you are just as bad as they are like you're you're just sitting like complicit and just not like well it didn't affect me yeah but someone you love it affects but then you're just like oh well that's something for them to deal with yeah but when you're heavily versed in the bible then you know more you should be able to back that stuff up more but I mean hey each his own. Yeah. To each But that's the only reason why I'm not religious anymore. I don't want to say I'm atheist. I feel like there's something somewhere. Do I believe it is God? Yes. Not that God, though. 
Well, I, here's the thing that I was going to say. We say this at work a lot because a lot of clients, because of the things they've been through, have a hard time um, in, in religion. And I think, honestly, a lot of people are having a hard time with religion, which is why there are so many Catholic churches closing and they're having to condense. Like we're right now, literally yesterday, by the time this airs, it will have been for a little bit, but where they said that like the amount of people who are going to mass has drastically reduced and the amount of people who identify as Catholic specifically, that's from this paper, but uh, religion in general has reduced because there are so many people who live an alternative lifestyle to what religion says is okay. And so just like you, like if I don't feel like, that's why I did not force you to get confirmed, which is the next sacrament in a Catholic's life is confirmation because at that point even though you hadn't come out I knew that you were struggling with the Catholic faith specifically and in my opinion and and it you know it's not every this is Jessica Johnson's opinion there is a difference between religion and faith having faith in a higher power having faith in something that says when I need to talk to someone else. I believe that the people who go before me go to heaven. I believe that there is another thing that comes. I believe there is something that watches over us. Like, I think that that is very separate from religion. Mm -hmm. Even though religion encompasses that component, it, it, you can still be a faithful servant and not be affiliated or connected or consistently um, identify in a religion. I think that those two things can be separate. I think a lot of times people don't think that, but I do think, which is like Father in Mass yesterday said that the Christians will come together. He did not say Catholics. Mm -hmm. He said Christians, which are people who believe in God who believe in all of the things that you just said, um, that's different than being Catholic. You know, I went to a Catholic wedding, and I'm sure it is not, I don't know all of the right words, but of a, of a, it was a gay marriage. And I was super excited to be able to do that because I felt like, wait, maybe my religion is expanding in a way that it, that it doesn't have that piece to it that I, that I seem to struggle with. And I want people to understand that the majority of people who fall out of being religious and believing in God in the Bible is mainly because of his followers. Yes. Like, you would be shocked to find out, not, well, to me and Zaheem is probably not shocking, but to other people it might be, like, there was one specific year at Pride, and I haven't even been to too many Prides, so I wouldn't be surprised if it happens every single time. But there was one specific time at Pride where it was me, Lily, Dewan, Malik, minding our business, just leaving out of pride. We were just going to go walk around downtown and just chill, have a good time. And there are three or four, I don't remember how many of them it was, people who are standing on the side of the curb, away from pride, not directly across, but a little bit away, who has Bibles in their hand, they're preaching, and they are literally just talking. I already knew. The moment we walked past them, I'm thinking in my head, please, mind your business, speak your word, everybody's going to have a good time. The moment we walk past them, not when we're standing right next to them, when we're past them, and, and they were already, they already had some people in front of them. They already had some people in front of them talking to them. They stopped exactly what they were doing, what they were saying, and they're yelling at the top of their lungs in the middle of the street, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. God does not love you. You're going to burn in hell. And I'm just like, whoa. This is a lie. So I just kept walking. But Lily, Dewan, and Malik were arguing back with them. And I'm just like, no. I don't have time for this because at the, at the end of the argument, they're still going to believe what they're going to believe. Yeah. And they're still going to sit on this corner and preach what they're going to preach. And they weren't preaching positivity. They were preaching stuff about gay people going to hell at a pride event. Well, down yeah. the street from a pride event. And it's just like, you wonder why so many people fall out of that religion who are gay bisexual, non-binary, trans, it's because, not because of, we think that God 
is this way. It's more so his followers are this way, which then starts to warp our mind. Not saying like we're just easily like influenced, but it's like, why would I continue to want to stay somewhere where I'm going to support somebody, but 75% of people in there hate me and are going to verbally and vocally and physically say something to me mm -hmm. about it. Like the amount of trans people that are being killed for religious religion, I mean, rig religious reasons is absurd. The fact that we have people in Congress and senators and governors who are spreading bills right now that are so anti-LGBTQ+, is absurd, and they're doing it because of religion. Well, they're they're blaming it on religion, yes. I feel like. And, that's, and they're doing it because that's what they think their version of the Bible says and whatnot. And my biggest thing about that is, is that's so absurd. Gay people mind their business. Trans people mind their business. Yeah. We live our lives. We don't affect y'all. We don't hurt y'all. We don't come to your churches and just decide we're just going to bomb it just because you guys said this one thing about us. We move on and live our lives. Mm -hmm. But right now, especially in America, it is so hard to want to live our lives out in the open that it's scary. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that I'm scrolling down Instagram and me, Malik, and Zaheem all saw the exact same post about saying, like, gay black people beware of going to Florida. We're going there in three weeks. Yeah. Like, Well, you should know you have a crazy father who's not going to allow anything to well, happen I mean, that's to true. I'm just going to say that. But even then, like, yeah. you don't want to be around my dad the entire time and feel like we have to be protected. Yeah, for sure. And you, no one should have to feel that way anyway. Yeah. Like, at one point, people were using religion to say that slavery was okay. That's my so, point. Yeah. So, like, it's, it is challenging to say, because I think a lot of times, just like if I, I read... I don't know. Just like I read this book that's sitting right there mm -hmm. and I will translate it to mean one thing. You could read it and you see it a different way. You can read it and you see it a different way, but the words are the same no matter what. Yeah. And then if I read it and translate it one way and I go out and send my message to hundreds and thousands of people because they trust me to say that that's what that says. Um, I had a lady and she was, it was up at church and she had said, it was when your dad was like, just like wanting to learn more about what being Catholic was and, and what things in mass meant and whatever. And, um, she said, did you know that Adam and Eve wore leather clothes or something? I don't know. She said something silly and we were like, really? And she was like, no. And never again, let someone tell you what's in the Bible. Don't ever let anyone tell you how to like go find that stuff out for yourself go read on it go learn about it go study it because you should not just take the word of someone else mm. you should always make sure that you do your own your own research and work yeah because it's important to do that yeah for sure and um another thing that i wanted to, to talk about as far as religious and gay things go it's like something that me and Zahim are currently dealing with where like we don't know who's going to come to our wedding when we send out invitations people have already said that they're not going to come because they don't want to lose their eternal spot in heaven who said I, don't know. I won't speak on who said it but people have said it mm. and then it's kind of just like but you're someone who we love we yeah. care about we appreciate it's going to hurt for you not to come and sending out invitations to other family members and then even if one of them comes and like like I said with my cousins like if the if the wife comes and the husband doesn't come it's like that is hurtful yeah and our religion is not going to be our, our religion wedding is not going to be religious I don't want to center it around religion at all it will have a theme that will be around mythology which irritates me that I even say the word mythology because whatever different a whole other topic but I, I don't want anything religious to be about it just because of what we experience in the religion that we both used to believe growing up. And it just makes it so hard to feel comfortable or feel as accepted and welcome to have a wedding like you and my dad had, Josh and Lena had, 
Jared and Alina just had. I will say that probably when you were being like around when I was having you, interracial interracial couples still that was the thing. Mm. Like that was not it was a completely different situation than what is going on right now. Like like you said like you and you and my dad getting married like that that had a lot of its own things too. Fair. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. You know, like the, but also, you know what, I, I learned a few years ago, I used to focus so much of my energy on stuff like that, like who's not going to come, who's not going to support. And then it reminded me that my focus needs to be on who is supporting me. Like who are the people who are in the room? Who are the people who are going to show up? Those are your people. And like we've talked about before with cousins, like we learn where to like we we learn where those people are in our life like not everyone just because at one point they were close they're not going to be close forever yeah. and that's okay because also i don't approve everything they do either mm-hmm. and that's okay you're not my people i have people who are in my family whether by blood or not that i just view them as family and that's okay cuz i put them in this box and then I have family who are my friends. I have family who who are my people, family who I rely on and who I call on and who, even if they don't approve of everything that I'm doing, they still love me. And that's really what matters. It doesn't really matter if they approve of what I do or what I don't do or what I say or what I don't say. What matters is if in the end you still love me and we can agree that we're different and that's okay. That's all that really matters. Yeah, that's true. And the people who love you and who even outside of their things, then we just have to give them grace and say, okay, I just know what box to put you in. I just know where to put you in the placement of my life that this isn't for you. And I have to remind myself that's okay. Because if they had an event that you didn't approve of, but you still love them, you wouldn't come. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you love them any less. It just means I can't, you can't be, Zaheem, I think you said it at one point. I know that you're, you haven't been talking in this, but like, you said at one point, like, I just know you can't be a part of those things in my life. You can't be a part of my relationship hmm. if you don't approve of the fact that I am gay and married to a man. Then you can't be a part of my marriage. Yeah. You, I'm not going to invite you to the wedding because why would I? You don't approve of it. You think it's a sin. That's fine. You just can't be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to be okay because I wouldn't want to be a part of your, you know, yeah, whatever, highly, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there are things, you know, and we just have to, to learn that it doesn't, to not focus. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, because it does matter, because it does hurt when people don't show up and when you know people don't approve of things. But reminding yourself that what actually matters in it are the people who did show up. Like, we, I could even say that for my dad's wake and his funeral and stuff. Like, there were so many people that I noticed weren't present but the thing I have to remind myself of is that room was full. Yeah. Full. And that's the focus. The focus is not on who didn't come, but instead on all of those people who did show up. And that's what matters. It doesn't matter who, who doesn't come because ultimately it's not for you to keep focusing on, right? If somebody doesn't show up to your birthday party... Like, you have to learn to let that go because what what does it help you in carrying it? You just have to say, okay, cool. Do I believe this person had something else really important going on and couldn't come? Okay, cool. I'll, I'm going to give you a pass because that's not in your nature. Mm-hmm. But if every birthday party you don't show up to and now you missed this one, okay, I just know you don't. I know where to fit you. Yeah, for sure. I think the last thing I'd say is just to up everything that I just said as far as my family goes is um, anytime that I do come to any of like people's events <laughs> and I know that majority of your friends or your family is heavily religious I want you to know that I will be there in support of whatever the event may be but if which I'm sure majority of my family does know because Jared teases me about it every single time me and Malik that when we distance ourselves, it's not because we don't love you guys, not because we don't appreciate you guys, or we just want to be quiet. It's just because we just feel uncomfortable. 
and it's not you because I don't think anybody in my immediate circle makes me feel uncomfortable when it's just us but don't like take it personal or anything like that it's just I want you to just be aware that it's maybe just because we feel uncomfortable because of the people that are there and then even when we do try to have conversations with the people that are there one person we're talking to when there's five people behind him who show they're physically uncomfortable just because I'm standing in the room mm-hmm. so we choose to walk out the room and still be there present for said birthday party said game whatever said event home house one whatever and we just won't be in the mix you know what I mean mm-hmm. but you'll still be present still be present I yes. still will have an open conversation with somebody absolutely if they come in there and they have a conversation like majority of the time like Alina will come in the other room and she'll have a conversation with me and Malik and we have some good conversations and just joke and laugh and stuff like that but it's never personal and even now it's not personal that's it for me <laughs> yes I was thinking when you were saying like showing up and I'll still have conversations and stuff I was thinking have you ever heard that phrase like when they say, um, even if your voice shakes, say it anyway. Mm-hmm. Even if you're crying, say it anyway. Like that idea of if you feel drawn to say something, if you feel drawn to show up somewhere in support of someone else, like even though it's making you uncomfortable, you're doing it anyway because of the significance it means to the person um, on the receiving end like showing up those people you're showing up for it still means something to them but they also need to know that you're doing so uncomfortably yeah for sure yeah we have dogs Ouch. going out of control here out of control i don't know what's happening around us my dog's out crying because she can't come in too much right. do we have anything else Love one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Appreciate each other. And especially in light of recent events, and make sure that you spend time with each other. Yeah. And if any of my family want to have a conversation with me after this, feel free. Kisses. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. That was a weird, that was a weird out. Usually I say, take care of yourself. And take care of each other. And Oh, it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was being like, end it, and then like start another one, and then edit it. But I mean, hey. Hey, okay. This is you're seeing it as it is, people. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. <laughs>